0: There are some who don't maybe think that you deserve that. And oh,
2: no. Whoa,
0: who? Uh, <coughs> Cody. <coughs> uh, yeah, uh, might be this guy named
2: Cody. He's I don't know why he this would think that. Slander. T- tell me any player that's had more best 11 appearances than me. That's all, Cody. That's all I'm saying. My team's got me drinking. Give me bill, whiskey, wine Anything to shake this moment. My team got me drinking.
1: Back at it again with another shade of blue from the KC Soccer Journal. My name is Cody Bradley. Thad Bell and Robert Russert are here. Please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I don't do that enough. I don't like doing it, but we would appreciate it very much. Uh, we have a guest with us, a very, a very famous guest. He's bumping elbows with celebrities now. Who's big, that?
2: Who's on the show? Big <laughs> Jimmy Conrad has joined us. Oh, wow. Well, it's me. You're talking about me. Oh, that's amazing. No, oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, Jimmy, I think
3: I have an answer for this, you know, because I've known you for quite a while, man. Yes, yes. But are you leaning into the Big Star label or are you kind of like staying humble, <laughs> Say no, no?
2: Oh, my. You know what? It's honestly like we're talking about somebody else that's doing all these fun things and like, wow, look at that guy go. But uh, yeah, it's pretty surreal. I, I have been quite uh, fortunate to be able to. Beyond Ted Lasso, and to go to big games around the world, and to hang out with some really special people, both here domestically and and uh, and abroad in the in the beautiful game. And I'm very grateful for those opportunities. What's interesting is when you scrape it all away, it's just because I worked a little bit harder than everybody else when I was a kid, <laughs> which kind of which kind of propelled me into, you know, achieving some things on on the field, which is now kind of parlayed into taking those habits and disciplines. In my second career and uh, creating some opportunities. It's all really insane. And uh, I've got my surfboard and I'm just riding the wave, boys. You know? Um, (laughs) And we'll see. The wave's going to crash at some point. But I'll just go catch the next wave. So all is good. I
3: think the humble part that you're wearing a whiz hat right
2: now. I think that's Ah, the humble aspect. Taste the rainbow, everybody. Let's get after it. (laughs) Yes.
1: He's come back from bumping elbows with celebrities in Hollywood to his roots (laughs) of Kansas City here. So... I, I wanna hear some I wanna hear like a story from behind the scenes or something, but can you tell us quickly like how how did this even happen? How did you end up on Ted Lasso?
2: Okay, yeah, great question. So I had an opportunity to go to England to do some work with Ecolab, who are a sponsor of Minnesota United in particular, and, and are based in Minneapolis, so they sponsor all the Minnesota teams, but they also sponsor Manchester United. And they said, Hey, do you wanna come over and do some work with us? around the man united liverpool game now i've been to some big derbies but i hadn't been to that one yet and that's one of the biggest in england if not the biggest it was at old trafford eric ten hogg had just gotten the job he hadn't had a win yet they ended up winning that one two to one so i went over just for that purpose and i was like you know i'm here i should probably extend my stay and see what else is cooking you know in england so jesse marsh had just won 3-0 against chelsea with Leeds. Leeds is about an hour and a half away from Manchester United. I rented a car, as one does, when you don't know what the hell you're doing on the wrong side of the road. And, uh, yeah, stay off the sidewalks if I'm driving over in England, everybody. But (laughs) I will say that I reached out to Jesse. Perfect timing, of course, because they're coming off the biggest win, ultimately, of his career uh, with Leeds. And I said, hey, would it be cool if I came and watched training? I hadn't talked to Jesse in a while. I was like, yeah, come on up. So I go up there. I catch training. Uh, He lets me sit in on the video meeting with the guys. So I've got like Brendan and Tyler and Jack Harrison, the guys I know sitting right in front of me. We're watching their breakdown of, of uh, whoever they're playing in the Carling cup uh, the next day. And I go to the game Lee and, and Victor Orta, the sporting director. And it was incredible. They won that game too. So I I actually picked the best week ever to be at Leeds. Jesse was great and, and very gracious and humble with his time. And I got to pepper him with questions about coaching for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, which was a lot of fun. And then, and then from there, so, so I should, give you some context so brendan hunt who is coach beard started following me on twitter and i sent him this dm like hey man i don't know if you know who i am but... slid in
1: the dms
2: yeah, yeah yeah i well once he followed me i thought that was yeah a good sign that i could do it so oh, yeah. so i jumped in there and i said you know, i just introduced myself he's like i know exactly who the hell you are i saw you play in the 2006 world cup you dummy you know and it's like <laughs> oh okay well cool i don't have to i don't have to uh act like anything that i'm not i can just be myself and and so I said to him, hey, I'm going to be in England for a week. I'm going to be at the Manchester United-Liverpool game. I'm going to be at the Leeds uh, Cup game. And I'm going to be at Arsenal-Fulham in London later in the week. I don't know where you're filming, Ted Lasso. I had no idea. But, but if you want to go catch a game, I'd love to just chill and hang out and get a beer with you. And he's like, yeah, great. I'm going to be at Arsenal-Fulham. Let's just, let's just plan to meet up there. I said, sweet. So, so now fast forward to the Leeds game. After I'm at getting home that night from the Leeds game back to my hotel, I get a DM from Brendan. He goes... Hey, do you want to visit the set? You know, he's like, you don't have to, but Baby if you steps. want, and I was like, the oh, he, he was like yeah, I, I could, <laughs> I could probably fit that. I could probably <laughs> fit that in. So, so now I'm like rearranging my whole schedule to make sure that uh, I can go and and I go down to to London and stay with a friend, Chris Mackey. Shout out to Mackey, and and um, I end up going to the set. Now, here's the fun fact for you guys. If somebody says, hey, do you want to come onto the set? You don't want to get there right when they start, right? You want, to, you want to be kind of cool, right? So so they started at 9, and what time would you guys show up? I would like show up at 9. At, this is, is not a
1: fashionably you? late situation, Jimmy. I would show up at
2: 9. I would be responsible. So my wife and I were like, I don't know. And I was talking to my buddy Mackie, like, what time do you show up? I didn't want to be there at 9. Like, they're just getting out of bed. They got to go to hair and makeup. Like, I don't, they're, like, getting going through their lines, getting ready for any scenes. I don't know, but but I understand where you're coming from, and I respect that. <laughs> I tried to get there at 11. Traffic, oh, yeah. traffic was so bad, I got there at 1. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I got lost, as one does, uh, when you're driving in England on the wrong side of the road. And and uh, <laughs> I ended up getting there around 1-ish, which was actually okay, because it was right after they had lunch. And uh, so I go, and it was amazing. I got to, to Chip Hamilton as their coordinating producer, an amazing human being. Saw Brendan. And they showed me all the sets, which was cool to kind of walk through the pub and, and Rebecca's mm. office and all these things. And then they're like, hey, do you want to go watch them shoot a scene? I was like, yeah, I'd like to do that. So I went over there and I watched them shoot a scene from episode 10, which dropped last week. And it was very cool. And then I got to meet all the guys. And basically, Brendan set me up. He's like, oh, tell them that time you played against Sidon. And all the guys are like, you played against Sidon? You know, <laughs> ooh, ooh, tell them the time you played. You switched jerseys with Andrea Pirlo in the World Cup. And they're like, whoa, 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 you, you, you know, and so, so he, Brandon was a fan. Yeah. Oh, he's a huge fan. He's a huge fan. And so he, he was so kind. So any of the energy and positive you see off camera definitely exists uh, or on camera, uh, it definitely exists off camera. And so they were so nice and and they loved all the stories that I had. And, and, uh, um, he did an amazing job of setting me up. What a gracious host, Brendan Hunt. What an amazing human being. And then at the end of the day, so I'm just sitting there bullshitting. I'm like, this is the best. And we're laughing. We're having fun. I'm getting those guys to laugh so much. They had to tell us to be quiet because they were shooting the scene. (laughs) So, so, uh, (laughs) I was in rare form boys. And, uh, I can see you're in rare
1: form now. You're very excited about it. I love this.
2: I'm still, I can't even believe it's real. (laughs) So then, so then at the end of the day, they said, Hey, do you, uh, you want to be in a scene? I was like, uh, yeah, goddamn right. I'd want to be in a scene. So I ended up. (laughs) getting to be in a scene that I didn't tell anybody. One, because I had a, an NDA, right? I couldn't, I couldn't mm. say anything at first, but then as time progressed and it felt like, all right, this was shot in August, by the way. I I started, that's when going get loose-lipped with it, but I kind of told my family, it's possible that maybe I'll be in episode 10. And then, uh, but I thought, I'm not gonna go hype it up because if I hype it up and then they cut that scene, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna feel like a total a-hole. Dangerous so, game. So, so I didn't say anything. And I even went to the premiere down in L.A., and and director uh, the director Matt told me that I was gonna be in. Still didn't believe him though, right? You gotta see it, cause they right, could they could right. still make an edit later. And I end up getting in, and I get my one and a half seconds of fame. And I'm gonna it's like my new roll the clip. My my initial roll of the clip was my goal against Mexico or my tackle <laughs> against Messi. And, and and now this is my new role to clip and and honestly my kids don't remember me playing right they have no recollection outside of what oh, i man. i force feed them down their throats right with all my <laughs> highlights but but this they're like what street total street cred like i have my that i've gone way up in their books and uh i'll take it so thank you to brendan and to jason and everybody for for <laughs> this opportunity incredible i will say though the next day i did go to the arsenal fulham game they invited me to go with them and I got to go drink beers with Jason and Brendan and Chip and Joe Kelly, who's a showrunner, and watch Arsenal play. And that that's what you won't see, but that was probably yeah. su- like just as cool. They're, like, just, they're not in costume. They don't have to be on. They're just being regular dudes. And and that was a big thrill for me A as well. KC and I got to take, take a photo with Gunnar Soros too, which was like next level, right? I mean, yeah, I was ticking a lot of boxes that week, boys. I just ticked a lot of boxes. <laughs> with- and so, so – you asked a question, and I ran with it and just talked for five minutes, and I appreciate you being on my podcast. So You guys are guests now on my podcast.
1: <laughs> I actually I actually qualified it with quickly beforehand also. No, that so. <laughs> it doesn't
2: exist with me. That doesn't
1: exist with
0: me. You don't know Jimmy that well, Cody. <laughs>
1: you can run with it, man.
2: Listen, listen. Bob Ganser once said that brev, brevity is an art form that I have not yet mastered, and he is right, and he was right then, and he's right now. I just – brevity is not my thing.
3: It is without oh, a me, doubt. Give me a break, Jimmy. Bob Ganser did not uh, – achieve that either believe me <laughs> i know from personal experience
1: without a doubt
3: so
1: without a doubt the biggest celebrity appearance this season on ted lasso there's no I'll way take they it. can it. i don't it. believe you but i'll take it I'll there's take no it. way the very next episode comes out with an even bigger guest appearance there's no possible way they could possibly <laughs> oh it's
2: possible actually because i haven't seen it yet but i know that that there's a pretty big name in episode 11
3: yeah no, no spoilers there but no spoilers though <laughs> so your kids don't roll their eyes when you start telling stories now do they now they're like oh they oh yeah that's
2: like instant that is instant oh okay but (laughs) but with regard to to this they're very excited and very proud of their dad that (laughs) because all their friends just cannot believe it like my youngest they're they're like no that's not your dad and she's like that's my dad they just won't they don't actually don't believe now that that's her dad and i'm like look nice. at him on the phone let's facetime we'll tell them. We'll, we'll show him who, what's what but uh, so it's only your wife rolling her eyes now oh all the time <laughs> she's, she's proud of me but like uh, reluctantly proud of me like oh my god here we go again with this guy
0: but, <laughs> she may have heard uh, the stories a thousand times right
2: oh yeah 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 she knows all the ins and outs the highs and lows the inflections of my voice she knows what's coming
1: did you nail the the confused look in one take was this one take how many did you do
2: we did two takes. You know, I will say that that. So I shot the opposite side. So I had Roy Kent staring me down. I was
1: gonna say, did you get the? Did you get awesome. in the moment? You ought to actually see him doing his stride. Okay, cool.
2: I, he did. I, I had three or four takes of his kind of take, just to get the pacing and the timing of his walk, less than like his facial reactions. Because the guy's absolute money. Brett is absolute money at that stuff. But I mean, what a! I mean, I think I think you peaked when you have Roy Kent staring you down. And at any point in your life, you know, so. <laughs> So, no, I think I nailed that for him because he could really feed off of me as an actor. And then for me, I got two takes. And, the, and ultimately, I saw the facial reactions of the other two in the hallway. They're both contest winners that oh. uh, Ann and Kyle. Anne Ann won it from the big slick. Uh, she, oh, cool. She, yeah, she won the auction to, to be in the show. She's great. I still talk to them because we have this like crazy shared life experience. Yeah. And then, and then I saw their reactions when they shot theirs, their close-ups. I'm like, I'm not going to do the same. So I ultimately mouthed what the F that's like, that's what I am Yes you did. <laughs> and they actually cut around me saying what the, and they left that right. kind of the F at the end. Yeah. So, so I, I did both takes the same way. Now, honestly, this is me nitpicking myself in this career achievement that uh, I wish I would have just kind of given a different, a di- just something different, different than take, what huh? That way they had a different option. But, the
1: best uh, actors all have the same thing. Don't yeah, worry. you just can't,
2: don't be you know, yourself second up. Guessing yourself, but uh, as long as I get an IMDb page at this point, I think that's all that really matters. <laughs> am my SAG card?
0: So next time, Jimmy, you can make you know change it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you know I can get another opportunity. Assuming this isn't the last season, you know you got to have a callback. Get the get JC back on the show. Spinoff. So, uh,
3: Spinoff. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. it's it's a here appearance next time.
2: Wrecks him. So, fun fact, Ryan Reynolds started following me on Twitter. Oh, um,
3: man. He's yeah, looking at me Louie I was Louie like, today. what is
2: happening? I sent him a DM. He hasn't responded, so I don't know if it's
1: real. <laughs> Big Jimmy Conrad.
2: I know. I've All right, Jimmy. It. Well, hey, you're a busy guy. We know that. We know that. And Smoke in a week. Smoking mirrors. Smoke and mirrors Bob, <laughs> and I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> in a week, we've got uh, TST coming up. So, mm. tell us about the tournament.
2: And, yeah, so. Uh,
3: give us Steph- some odds on your team winning, Oh, I don't know if I can middle. do that,
2: man. That feels like, you know, I'm, uh. Who's that guy from, from Brentford, Ivan, Tony, you know, I'm not betting on my own team there you you know, go. <laughs> or betting against my team. I should say Pete Rose style. Or, no, he always bet with his team. Anyway, Pete Rose <laughs> should be in the hall of fame sidebar, Pete but Rose, I will say that, uh, that TSC is exciting. So I got presented with this potential opportunity last year, probably October ish. And it was pretty easy. I'm like, I'm in, I knew that, this was going to be a big, big deal. I don't know if it was going to be a big deal in year one, but I knew moving forward, they were going to turn it into something special. They had already proven the concept with TBT with the basketball side of it 10 years in all the games are on ESPN plus super exciting, super awesome. So I knew the concept would work. So I got in ultimately split it with DeMarcus Marcus Beasley. Uh, we shared some time together working with Fox Sports at uh, Qatar in the World Cup. So. We come together on this and uh, it's a million dollar winner take all tournament. We got third teams. Clint Dempsey's got a team, Nick Ramondo, Mike McGee have a team, Chad AJ Johnson, De La Garza has a team, Ocho Cinco, um, another pal of mine from from the Fox Sports and Qatar group. He's on Cincinnati's team. They're in our group, actually. So that'll be a lot of fun to see, Ocho. And um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh I think I put together a pretty good team. We're building around Dwayne Day Rosario, my former teammate at San Jose Earthquakes. And good obviously choice, man. Good one choice. of the best to ever do it. He's my oldest player on the team outside of myself. I more more coach than player in this. Bees doesn't want to play at all. So I'm only in kind of in a pinch, but we got a lot of guys that just so they're about 31, 32. Oh. We got Zach Lloyd from FC Dallas. Uh, you know, I was trying to kind of refrain because I know Dallas, you know, has a we have a rich history from Kansas City perspective with the Dallas players. But you got a guy with some national team caps. You got to bring him in. He was excited to play for us, and, and he's been great. Chris Kanopka, who who played for us in yep. Kansas City. I tried to get Boris Pardo, who's still playing in, in the indoor soccer league. He ended up going with another team. Uh, John Kempen was another goalkeeper I spoke to. I just went all Tiny Kansas Puma. City goalkeepers at some point. But Kempen had to back out because he's got, like, a real job now. Um, I got I got Matt Beasler's little brother, Nick Beazler, yeah. right I'm, I tried to ask Matt. I don't know. He's he's doing beer pong or whatever he's doing. Uh, chicken pickle and, pickle. Whatever chicken and pickle. Chicken, chicken and is pickle is where he's Chicken and pickle, beer now. pong. I don't know what he's doing. But, uh, but uh, well, shout out to Matt Beisler for, for dedicating some of his books to me. I Can I say for the record, I can't believe Matt Beisler wrote a book before I did. You know, like I just... I thought I was really in line to be the first real author out there, given I had written for uh, some outlets back in the day. But there you go. Matt Beasler trying to one-up me. Way to go, Beaz. <laughs> But uh, So, yeah, I got a couple of Beazes with DeMarcus and, and Nick. Uh, we got a couple guys that are playing in the indoor soccer league and play for the U.S. Beach soccer team, Ricardo Carvalho and Lucas Roque. Lucas was up for MVP this past year for the Baltimore yeah. Blast. So excited Good to player. have him in. Chandler Hoffman, uh, Adam John. So we got some tanks up top. And uh, we got a lot of hard workers. So so you, you mix good hard workers with a couple talented players, and it reminds me of 2003 Kansas City, where you had that and then Preki, right? So Dwayne Day Rosario is the Preki of the group. There it is. And uh, we're just trying to build around him and make sure that we play to his strengths because we know that he can win us some games.
1: Who else? Looking around, the rosters are all out. You can see all the other teams. Who? Someone out there you're excited to play against? Who's getting an extra elbow in this tournament for me?
2: <laughs> well, what's interesting is the Clint Dempsey team is going in the same group as the A.J. De La Garza team and the Mike McGee-Nick Romano team. Only two of those three are going to get through. So so that's a bit of a shame. Uh, I want to see how the U.S. women do, of course. Yeah. I'm big fans of what they're doing. Heather O'Reilly, a, a great friend, so I'm curious to see how she does. What do we get that? You got Hashtag United, who's a YouTube team that's now turned into a real team. They just got promoted, I think, to the 7th Division in England. I've known Spencer and his family for a long time. And cool. I played with Hashtag before, so... So they're in our group so i'm excited already off the bat to play them ocho cinco's in our group but we got hoist if you remember him from the like he's the og of, of mma down in brazil he's got a whole bunch of futsalers in his team that's our group so we have a pretty solid tough group and we yeah. got to win that first game we play gracie sc that's on june 1st we play at noon you can find all these games live on my youtube channel and then the bigger bigger games will be on nbc peacock which has just been announced which is very very cool um, go subscribe say, to Jimmy's YouTube yeah, channel whatever. You know and, what? Then, you guys and then, and then also have, subscribe to. to ours. No, you know what? Don't, don't bother.
1: Don't no, bother. I'm, 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 I'm uh, looping it in uh, uh, with a, with a self, with a self promotion here. So you, go, go subscribe, subscribe to, to what both.
2: you are doing. But for me, don't, don't, you know what? Just unfollow. You can just unfollow, unsubscribe. Don't, don't leave any comments. I don't want any of your engagement. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, if we have a chance to play the Borussia Dortmunds, you know, West Ham, Wrexham, um, uh, i know that uh sesc fabregas is, is over with como i think so oh wow so you have all these really interesting teams west ham's interesting because they got carlton cole playing and and they got some familiar names but how fit are these legends really right exactly that's what i want to know and i think i think our median age is skewers a little bit younger uh than than most of the other teams and so i'm, I'm excited about that possibility and for the ones that are even younger than us they might not have the same experience so i feel like there we're is. in that sweet spot but again, getting back to your odds, I don't really know, man. I think year one is the best year to win this tournament because nobody really knows right. how to take advantage of the seven v seven with the field, and the size of it, and also the size of the goals and the twenty-minute halves, unlimited subs. Also, I should say, Cody, if your team's winning two to one after the forty minutes is done, that's not the end of the game. No. It, it's it's you got to score one more than the the highest score in this little oh. extra time, the target score. So whoever gets the three first theoretically, since you're already up by one, you only need a goal to make that happen. Then you should figure out a way to make that happen. But it gives me a chance to potentially get two, and then I would win the game. So there there's go. a lot of like tactics and ideas and thoughts. There's no throw-ins, all kick-ins. So everything's kind of a set piece. So the teams that can kind of figure out how to manage a lot of that will uh, obviously go a long way. And and uh, if we're even close to getting near the top of the table or going on to win it or be in the final, I mean, that is going to be some next level-ish. And so I'll, I, I'm really excited about this. And... and from what I understand, the Barcelona's and Real Madrid's and and they've got a lot of big clubs ready for next year. So you gotta mm-hmm. win it this year, man, because once those guys start jumping in, it's gonna get a little crazy.
3: Well, Jimmy, you know, you've you've made it in life, you know, from childhood on. <laughs> obviously. Hey, Jimmy <laughs> Conrad. Uh, So much so that you don't need follows from us. So, you know, anyway, there are other K C alums. You yes. know, Davey Arnaud, Josh Wolf, you could Go on farther. Coaches, the coaches. Yeah. So, what other Casey alums' success are you maybe, maybe a little jealous?
1: No, about? no. Jimmy's not jealous of anyone. Look at him. <laughs> jealous? He's in California. He's all tan. He's fat. I would
2: say, I would say, admire. Let me just say, admire. There we go. Oh, okay. I would there say, you. Yeah. Chris Klein getting a being a vice president of a club oh, after a year and a half. Okay, Gotta go there. Odd timing. Well, yeah. Odd timing for Chris Klein. <laughs> oh, no, I love this. it. Let's, let's jump in on the Chris <laughs> Klein stuff. So, a year and Great a half. Guy. Yeah, a year and a half after uh, retiring, he's already a VP of a club. That sounds awesome. And then and then, not really being held accountable for your team being <laughs> kind of stucky <laughs> and you're still in the job. And then and then, and then, then, you break the rules and you still have a job. Like, yeah, sign me up for that. That's like, you're does right. that right. That, Where does that exist? That Valid is point. what a job. That's a cushy, cushy job.
0: Only place he can go from there is politics.
2: Really? <laughs> I mean – he's, he's figured it out. I mean, he's got a nice breeding ground here with the galaxy. So, so, so I'm, I'm kind of admiring from afar, like, how is this guy surviving in this job? And, uh, I saw him last week at the FIFA event in LA and, um, he looks healthy. He looks, he looks, he looks stressed, but, but healthy, <laughs> but, but that's what I think about all the guys that get into the front office or, or coaching stuff, man, they age quickly, you know, and I, mm. I, and, and I love the coaching side of it. And I think at some point, once my kids get older, I will jump into that as well, but I'll already be old. So it won't look like I'm as aging as much, but some of these guys, man, I feel bad for them. <laughs> yeah, but, I'll be, but I love what Josh is doing at Austin. And obviously with, with Davey, it's very cool. I guess the guys that are visible, I mean, you also have to kind of admire the guys that have quietly disappeared and just going on to live their lives. I think there's some some real value in that too.
3: Uh, you mentioned Preki earlier. Um, I always thought it was quite humorous how, you know, you and I talked at least once a week back in 2004 and beyond, you know, Pretty detailed stuff, and then Preki would always pull me over. All right, let me tell you what's really like over here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's no, no Precky, question. There. Precky doesn't BS you there, right? I mean, he's he's pretty straightforward, and, and yeah. <laughs> e- e- even if he's not right per se, he's gonna stay with it. Yeah, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta respect his stubbornness and stuff. kind of guy, but right there. but I learned a lot from him. I actually learned a lot. I watched him coach a youth team one time. He's like, Hey, come out and check out my, my U10s. I just happened to be coaching another team, not too far away. So I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll come check it out. And I was really fascinated by how he communicated to these kids and and demanding, but, but warm, you know, and I think there's a real sweet spot there that a lot of coaches haven't mastered. It's a real art form in terms of communication. And I still take a lot, honestly, from that hour session, I take a lot from what he did and how he did it. So I'm not surprised that he's been a, a successful coach. But I am mm. surprised that he hasn't gotten more looks as the number one. Um, but he seems to have found a nice little spot as a number two. So so I, I hope that uh, he continues to do well. Big fan of Precky. Yeah, he'll, he'll be good at picking fights.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. Good at picking fights, sure.
2: Well, that's the thing. Maybe that's why he's not a great number one. Because, you know, as a number two, you get a little bit more freedom, I think, to, <laughs> to keep your thoughts to yourself. Obviously, there's no microphone stuffed in front of your face, which... Uh, Maybe got him into trouble the first time but but i like <laughs> his candidness and and i think that the league when i think about mls could use more of that um mm. because uh we need to create some villains and i don't think he cares whether he's a villain or not
0: so uh speaking of klein maybe being a little bit stressed lately uh looking at sporting kc there's been a little bit of stress lately peter vermiz has been under fire a lot lately what a transition how would you fix
2: that team oh wow how much time do we have pretty loaded question I, I I want to preface whatever I say about this current in the moment situation that I think Peter Vermes has revolutionized the game in the area I think that he has convinced an ownership group to really buy in all the way and that goes with infrastructure that goes with buying players and taking risks and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that However, sometimes your biggest strength is also your biggest weakness. And I think yeah. the amount of control that he's had once it wasn't going to work and at some point time was just going to evolve and, and, and the game was going to evolve or some things were going to evolve or the, the perception of you or, or how the players receive you was going to evolve. And, and that's hard to stay fresh in that capacity, especially when he wears as many hats as he does. And so I think at this point, there might be time for a new voice. And I think maybe some fans would argue it should have happened a few years ago um, and, and almost getting ahead of it. And and that's what almost surprises me in some ways that he hasn't seen that because he's so good. And even as a player, his anticipatory skills were fantastic, right? He could read the tea leaves before anybody else could. And, and I feel like he just, because of pride and, and I, and I, you know, I, I know him well enough to know that he he wants to be the guy that fixes it. He's the guy that, that thinks he's the perfect person to fix it. And that's what's got him to this point. And that's what's got him such tremendous success, both as a player and as a coach. But there was going to be a point in this whole part of this evolution and, and this growth of, of Sporting Kansas City in particular, where it just wasn't going to work. And what was he going to do then? And, and mm-hmm. that's where we are. And, and so now the team's playing a little bit better. We've had some evidence of that. Though no, they just got slapped around by St. Louis, so, we just ignore
1: so, that one. It, that one doesn't count.
2: Well, it's just hard to know which <laughs> which version of it is it. You know, you got you get Polito yeah. back. You got Shall- like, When Polito comes back, it opens up space for Johnny Russell and, and Daniel Shalloway to do more things and to have more time. T- teams can't key on them as much. But but we just saw from St. Louis's perspective that I don't even know if it's an attacking side of it. The attacking side seems okay. It's defensively that just it's just it's so inconsistent. Inconsistent. That, that and that's really, I, I know it frustrates Peter, because I mean, he can't play for the guys, right? And I think he's at that, and I'm sure he's been like that for a few years. Like, I can't, I'm trying to find solutions and the solutions I'm finding just aren't good enough, which then speaks to, well, well, put on the hat where you're scouting or put on the hat where you're signing players. That isn't working then or whatever it is. So there's got to be one part of the, the things that he's controlling that he might need to relinquish. And I just don't know which one he's going to go with because I remember him as general manager or, or sporting director when Kurt Onolfo was in charge and he, right. I could see him chomping at the bit to start coaching then because he's like, he can already see what Kurt should be doing and Kurt wasn't in his opinion. And so, you know, when he took over I don't think anybody was surprised with regard to that, but, but right. uh, yeah, this is a unique position to find himself in and, and uh, it's unfortunate because he's created a, a legacy that's going to live on for a very, very long time. And this is gonna. At least it feels like this is starting to tarnish that legacy a little bit, which is which has got to be pretty disappointing for him.
0: It, it is rare for any coach to uh, go out on top,
2: though. It is 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's only a, a, rare few that are gonna be afforded that opportunity. So I don't know where that stepping off point is, or where he's gonna consider it. I know he just got a five-year extension. You know, I don't. I, I'm sure there's some stipulations involved there. Where okay. I mean, I mean, the problem I have if if knowing him as well as I do and that's probably not as well as obviously as you guys at this point cuz I wasn't around him as much as you probably are. But but I don't know if if he'll be able to just be the sporting director. I just don't think he he's either got to be controlling the team and give the sporting director to somebody else in the scouting and pass that on to somebody else and just be held accountable for the wins and losses. Or or I just don't see how he, he is going to relinquish that. I just right. think he, he, he'll he just be too much. I don't know right. how he gets out of his own way. I just don't know how he does it. Given how <laughs> strong of a personality he is, I just don't know how he does it. Right. So it's either got to be a completely clean break or I don't know. But but uh, I wish him the best. Again, I, I, I know that we had uh, a little bit of a – I don't know what the best word is here. I'm trying to be polite about the whole thing. But But not the best ending to our relationship when I was player and he was coach but we've worked through that through the years and obviously time has softened a lot of that, but, um, you know, I still want the best for him and obviously for the club and the fans.
3: Well, that passion for him and that passion for you, it's just hard to turn off. It's
2: who you are, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How do you as a player deal with stretches like this? You know, the team, I think all of the players have seen themselves have success. They know that they are better than they've been playing. How do you, how do you deal with this as a player?
2: I would say you just got to focus as cliche as this is. It was a cliche
1: question, so that's fair.
2: Well, that's fair. <laughs> you know, there was a, a phrase that that Bob Gansler would, would say, and I've got a lot of Bob Gansler-isms uh, stuck in my brain, <laughs> but but just do the simple things perfect every time. Like, just get back to doing – don't try to be anything more than you're not. Do, do your job. And, and when I played for Bruce Serena, I thought he was excellent at, here are the three things that I need you to do really well today. You focus on those three things, then, and everybody else does theirs, we're probably going to get a result. And I'm sure the guys are thinking that, and I'm sure Peter's saying something very similar. You have to actually go out there and execute on these things. And it just feels like guys are shutting off at the wrong time. Or you potentially need a goalkeeper to make a big save in a big moment. Now, in fairness to any goalkeeper slander that's happening out there, and I shouldn't be saying this because I'm a center back. From me. (laughs) We always blame the goalkeepers before ourselves. (laughs) But, but... When I'm coaching now, I always tell my goalkeepers who obviously don't have a lot of experience and are very vulnerable because none of the young kids really like to play. But if there's a goal given up, there's probably three or four mistakes that happened prior to whatever the shot was at that final moment. And so, what are those being? What, what what's being done to rectify that? What's the team shape look like? I, I'm a huge believer in team shape, and I think if you have good team shape on both sides of the ball, it'll solve about ninety percent of your problems. And, and and I f- I feel like in transition once Kansas City turns the ball over, God, they just get punished. They just get absolutely punished, and it makes me wonder what's being talked about in that kind of phase of the game. And 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 I'm sure this is where Peter's gonna be like, dude, I'm telling this to my guys. Like I've had conversations with the guys that I know that coach. Like you think we're not telling our guys that? Right. Of course they are. But it's right. just, it, but but something's not connecting when whatever you're saying. So, so how do you rectify that? How do you maybe you throw a player in there that, that maybe isn't as talented on one side of the ball or in one area, but is very good at that dude, roll that guy mm-hmm. out and see what happens, you know? And I'm sure that's happening too. And, and sometimes as a coach too, you're very loyal to certain players that have done that in the past, but aren't doing it as consistently as they are, or, or they, as they once were. Peter
1: Vermees. No, no, <laughs> well, that's every coach,
2: but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody's got their favorites and, and it's tough. It's tough to watch some of your favorites get older and, and, and or just not perform as they were and, and that's uh that's difficult. So so they're in it's I don't think there's one button that Kansas City can push to like rectify what's happening. But it seemed like they found a little bit of their way. And I really loved their game in, uh, in Seattle where it felt like there was this collective belief which is an intangible, right? There's just like we're going to go out and kick Seattle's ass today. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to try to go do something positive. Every single time we go forward. we're going to get a cross, we're going to get a shot, we're going to do something that's putting them on the back foot. And I felt like that was the game that I saw that for 90 minutes where I, sometimes, you know, we'll see it for a half or we'll only see it for 30 minutes or whatever it may be. And then you see the St. Louis game. You're like, what happened to the team that played against Seattle? You know? And so there's a real Jekyll and Hyde feel to the team this year. And and that doesn't necessarily lend itself to success. Anyway, that's me going off on a tangent to get back to your question, which is Cody, (laughs) what would I do as a player? It's, it's holding, you have to hold guys accountable And, 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 Again, you have to kind of reinforce that. Just, just be, do what you're good at, and don't, don't. We don't have to overdo anything. You know, we got to find Johnny Russell where he can run at teams, right? We need to get Shalloway like running in behind or just, just being dangerous by his runs and his energy and his his Like enthu- Shalloway loves to play. You could just his enthusiasm is infectious. So mm-hmm. how do we get him in good spots to really showcase that? Polito needs to get some service. Okay, good. How do we make that happen? And and sometimes. We're either playing too slow or we're, we're trying to hit that home run ball too soon. It's like finding that pacing. And so that's where I really feel like losing Ilya Sanchez was a big loss. I think he's a good guy dictating flow. When to go fast, when to slow it down. And uh, I don't think you've actually replaced uh, his quality. Thanks for having me, everybody. Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the end I'm... of the show. Thanks for ex- – hit like and subscribe. There you go. <laughs> no, you,
0: you left us uh, uh, speechless there for a second.
1: He's a pro, the TV pro. The callback—you did the whole long answer, and then you just went right back to the question. He's a pro. Yeah,
2: he, well, thank you, Cody. Is. I appreciate it. Uh, you can be my publicist. That's <laughs> that
0: could be part of why he's a sporting legend. Uh, <laughs> so, so Jimmy, what did uh, becoming a sporting legend mean to you? And there is a reason I asked this very specific question because there are some who don't maybe think that you deserve that. Oh and, no!
2: Whoa, who? Uh, Cody. <coughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Might be this guy named Cody.
2: He's – I don't know why he would think that. Slander. Tell me any player that's had more best 11 appearances than me. That's all, Cody. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I've never said
1: a bad word about Jimmy Conrad (laughs) in my life.
2: No, I will say that I thought I got it a little sooner than I had expected to to become a sporting legend at age 38 was – I mean, I'm going in with Lamar Hunt, you know, and uh, Peter Vermes. I was like, ah – one of these things is not like the other. Okay, so you know, let me just, just
1: stop you right there. I,
2: I would just say that, like, I feel like you get that when you're, like, mid-50s. There you we know, go. Not, not late 30s. So, but I'm not going to say no. Of course, I'm going to take that.
1: I am not taking away your sporting legend. You are a, clearly a sporting legend for the, the playing career and the postseason career. Staunch Kansas Cityian. <laughs> I have made the point, though. I'm looking long into the future here. This league is going to keep expanding, keep growing, and if all goes according to plan, it'll be a top five league in the world at some point, right? And if that yeah. is the case, then every player on the field is going to be better than some of the names on the list. That's all. That's yeah, the point you, I mean, I'm yes, making here.
2: I, I want. I want that. I, I, I coach to hope that these kids are ten times better than I ever was. Which shouldn't be that hard. I will say that my talent <laughs> wasn't traditional talent. My talent was commitment. And so, so if you want to use me as a sporting legend that walked on in college, didn't get drafted, and became captain of the national team and played in the World Cup, then then I think I have a, a I have a story that's just as good as anybody on that wall. And and, and so uh, I'm not even trying to get defensive about this because I I agree with you. I think I I remember thinking it at the time, yo. Beasler and, and Zussi and, and these guys are going to have more games to the club at some point, mm. which they have. You know, they're going to accomplish and have accomplished and played in the World Cups and all that stuff, just like I have. And so at what point, what's the distinguishing factor between us and then anybody that's coming up? Right. I think there's a there's a you're laying a foundation for what it meant to get this team off the ground, to resonate with the community. And, and, and so I feel like I'm more of an intangible selection. If I had to defend myself a little bit, but I do think I have a story that, uh, hopefully is more relatable than the ones that have just kind of been blessed with this incredible talent. Yeah. Um, no, your legend, your
1: legend will grow. It's the same thing as like in baseball. I'm sorry, but Babe Ruth was a fat guy and he's, there's not the best baseball (laughs) player of all time. And Clayton Uh, Kershaw Kershaw would embarrass him. So that's all I mean here. You're, you were a legend in your time. And even now. And even when the best player in the world plays for Sporting KC, you will belong on that wall. Thad was and he'll just, know my name, and that's the best part about it. Thad was trying to get me in trouble there.
2: <laughs> I no, no, no I, that, I, I, no. I think I think that there there probably will be some players that should be questioned uh, in 30 years' time. Like, can how we get Chris Klein get off of the there?
1: Wall? Chris Klein, can we get him off of there? Come on.
2: Whoa, 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 the slander stick. Cody's got that slander stick out. <laughs>
3: Oh, there, there may be one yeah, up there guess, I already Hey questioned. Chris,
2: come over here. Guess who I got with me right now, Cody? Guess who I got? Chris Klein, <laughs> everybody. Let's bring him out. <laughs> Let's bring him out.
3: I think Thad and I have the same name. We're thinking you know, that it should not be on there.
1: Say it. Name names.
3: Anyway. Josh Wolf. Wow. Yeah, we've
1: we've said this on the show before.
3: He's yeah. being shy in front of <laughs> you, but
1: Thad is normally not shy about Josh Wolf.
0: He's uh he's he's, he's doing roommate. a really good job with Austin. He's been a, he's been a good coach. Uh, He was not one of my favorite players.
2: Okay. I respect it. You haven't uh,
1: commented on his bobblehead.
2: I've just actually seen it right now. So so (laughs) when I do my interviews, I I look at the camera. I don't look at the – well, I try not to look at the monitor, but now that I see it, that is one handsome bobblehead. I will say some bobbleheads don't really look like the person. They nailed my hair. I, I was like really like, wow. Oh excellent. Because you see some bobbleheads like that does not look like the person.
1: They nailed the generic white guy. I'll tell you that.
2: That's it. I <laughs> mean, I mean, I let, let's say above average. Okay, I think it looks more Bob, like you now course. than it did then. Yeah, that's probably true.
1: Jimmy, you're aging well. You've got the Paul Rudd thing going on, man. California suits you.
2: Yes. I'm from California, so I'm back to my roots. Yes. But uh I appreciate you saying that. Again, Cody can be my publicist. I, I I'm uh, working I, here. I, I still I'm exercise. So the thing is, I still exercise, kind of like I used to when I was a player, but I don't play anymore. And uh, I eat a lot better. I'm a vegetarian now, and I just am very thoughtful about my diet and nutrition. And I think all that helps. So
0: you you were always very I'm mindful thinking. of that though when you played.
2: That's true, but a lot a lot more now because you know, as you guys know, when you get a little bit older, it's be, stuff hang stuff hangs on to you a little bit more. You'd be the last guy out there on the on the practice field doing yoga. That's true. My yoga was good. You know what the yoga was good for, for me, and I would do it before games too, was I just was such, I don't know, yeah, I was anxious, right? And and yoga just, you just, it's, yes, the stretching and obviously it helps some fluidity and and some flexibility in your body, but mainly it just helped me relax and breathe. Right. And so I feel like I took some big steps in my career when I started adding yoga to my, my routine.
3: Yoga's great. Hey, Jimmy, I'm going to piss Cody off here, but you know, on the show we like to piss Cody off because I'm going to go off script. So 2004, MLS yeah. Cup, I remember distinctly going into the locker room area and you were standing at the locker room door and you looked at me and said, was that a goddamn handball or not?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: so so my hot. question is, is that the thing still in your career that pisses you off the most, that handball by Aleko that
2: wasn't Yeah, called? I mean, that's that's definitely one of them. I would I, – I'll go, yes, that, that – I still talk about it. It still fires me up. I get triggered very easily when I talk about uh, Aleko. And Aleko knows that it was a handball, a cheater, and, and so, and he'll he'll he won't admit it publicly to anybody. If I call him out, he'll just say that no, wasn't. But but in person, he I know he has told it to me. But but there was a the 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 penalty that we gave up in the World Cup to Ghana, where they called mm. it on Gooch for mm. being a little bit taller than the little guy. That was like the worst penalty. I maybe have ever seen, definitely in person. And uh, so that one fires me up too. And obviously there was a lot Mm -hmm. at stake in that one because if we get a win in that game, we go out to the round of 16. Not to say playing in an MLS Cup final was was a big deal too. (laughs) What's interesting about that, there's a couple issues with that, that handball with Aleko, was that Davey Arno had a quick throw-in. And I just, Davey didn't take any throw-ins that whole season. But Mm -hmm. for that particular instance, he decided to throw it back to me quick and then I was under pressure. And I thought, I'm not just going to lump it up the field. I'm going to pop it up over Aleko's head over to Jose Berciaga and Aleko jumped, turned, and it hit his hands. And and it went in, and he scored on a breakaway. and No VAR, none of that. VAR would have easily turned that around, you know, in like five seconds. And I remember getting validated Mm -hmm. after the game. Obviously, everybody told me it wasn't a handball. But Timmy Howard was with Manchester United at the time, and he said that Sir Alex Ferguson was watching the, the final. And he said that that call was so bad, this is what Timmy told me, that he would have pulled his team off the field and stopped playing. Wow. And so I got validated that's validation.
1: Ferguson.
2: And so so that is when I actually kind of came to grips with and, and at peace with it. Now, what pisses me off is that we let that one goal turn into two more with, over the next mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. that was something that I think we scored too early in that game. We had won so many 1-0 games in 2004 that when Jose Berciaga scored with five minutes in, I remember kind of thinking, God, we got to hold on to this for 85 minutes. You know, usually we have a one-zero lead around the 60, 65th minute, you know, somewhere around the Papa John's magic minutes. And and, and then we go on to ha- hold Good on to times. it for 15, 20 minutes. And and so, you know, uh, the Zardmeister, you know, we, we knew he had our back with that regard. It's some deep cuts for all you Yes, I love people. all of these references. And, um, and so, so I, I feel like we were kind of on unfamiliar territory, and DC obviously took advantage of that. Through some air, absolutely terrible refereeing. So shout out to Michael Kennedy for being little and not paying attention to that one. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know what his size had to do with anything. He just dismissed he it. So what are you going to do? But but yeah. it's on us for allowing that one goal to turn into two more. And, and we should have done a little bit better with that.
0: Yeah, it's easy when the ref blows a call like that, though, to kind of get down a little bit. Now, I knew that. Cody was going to push back against you being a sporting legend. So I prepared, we've been trying to lean into the top five list kind of thing here. So I have a a list of reasons why I think that you are a sporting legend.
1: That's got a top five? Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. All right. So number five, uh, you were a defender that was a scoring threat, and we have not really seen much of that over the last (laughs) few years off of corner kicks. So Yes, that is true.
2: Uh, okay. Heavily. I was also were, defender of the year, so it's yeah. not like I was a chump. No, no, you were. You were. You were. But yes, in terms of a, a scoring threat, I was very good. I almost led the team in goals one season, and then Davey Arno scored two goals in the last game of the year against New England. And am the me. bastard!
1: That which, you're which, you're cutting him short.
2: I had six goals in what was it? 2008, 2009, 2008. Yeah, but that's that's and actually a little. Davey sad had seven. You... It is sad. It is sad. But I was thrilled personally. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, number four. Uh, you were a leader on the team. You you mentored younger players. You taught Beasler the difference between pancakes and waffles.
2: I did. Very important. Ooh, I like the sound effects.
0: Pancakes and waffles. That is a very important thing for a young player. It is. It is. Uh, number three, you were the first ever and maybe the only sporting KC supermodel.
2: I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> uh, air, qu- air quotes around super. Still to super. this day. Yeah. Hold
1: on. Wait a second. I'm still stuck on... Matt Beesler did not know the difference between a waffle and a pancake. All right. hey, you, Co- you can Cody's now tell out. Cody's a newbie.
2: Cody's out. You got to go find the commercial on no, YouTube. No, I
1: know. It's commercial. Yes. Okay. Go on. I was doing a thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we were also giving you shit for it, Cody. So, yeah. Yes. Number two. All right. Number two. You were one of the few Kansas City players called up to the national team that scored while you were with Sporting Kansas City or with there we go. the Wizards. I'll take, that. I'll take that. And it was against Mexico. So, that's like a
1: bonus
2: point. That's like a bonus hundred. That I don't
1: have your cadence down on these. You gotta, you gotta give a cadence to these so I
0: know. No, no, do I the like, thing. I like
2: the off-centered. I'm just yeah. putting
1: it right in the middle of when he's talking.
0: <laughs> that that's fine. The funniest moment that I've ever been at a Kansas City <laughs> oh, soccer no. practice. I think Jimmy probably knows where this is going. Oh. You were trying to do a promo. Hercules Gomez was behind you taunting you, mocking you. This was all on camera. I think you took 25 minutes or something to do this promo and the whole time you were standing there holding little Jimmy while doing this.
2: Aww. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
0: Comes full great circle. Photo.
2: These are uh, these are all Thad Bell specials.
1: And
0: <laughs> I'm going to give a bonus reason. You're the only player that has had a kid with the Kansas City Soccer Journal staff named after him. So, really? Mike Kuhn
2: that's right. Conrad, dude. Coon, Let's go. Beautiful. That should have been on the list. I'm honored. I'm honored. I I, I will say that you missed one that my, my mom was very proud of. I was named as the (laughs) league humanitarian of the year in 2009.
1: There you go. uh, That's how how you become a legend. Yeah. I used to to love,
2: I used to love the people of Kansas city. I I miss being around the people of Kansas city and, and uh, we tried to create a lot of special events.
1: Come back four, and do four. another pickup at the Soccer. Pickup games.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I gotta come back soon. It's it's been awesome.
1: Okay, one top five straight to another. We'll let you get out of here, but we need your top five sporting KC wizards of all time. Okay. Putting them on the spot. Oh no. Can you guys
2: still hear me? Am I gonna get am I gonna get hassled if I if I, I think if I put El Lobo Josh Wolf in, dad's gonna get mad at me. <laughs> I will say um, Number one has to be Precky. I think you have to go with number one. Maybe you guys wanted me to go uh, five up, but I'm going to go whatever you want, man.
0: That's my
2: top five. I can do whatever I want. Okay, so one is Precky. Obviously, league MVP with with us in 2020, or excuse me, 2003. I think he's, uh, is he the club leader in goals and assists? He's got to be up there. Combined, um, I'm sure, yeah. So, so obviously, his impact on the game overall and... uh, what he did uh, in the league and especially for Kansas City was pretty special it's unfortunate we we kind of won some trophies without him in 2004 but um I think Precky because he broke his leg but I'll say Preki uh would be number one I want to just a shout out really quick for 2004. We were what three goals away from winning the first treble in yep. MLS history because we right. were tied for the Supporters Shield but had two less goals than the team that had it and so that was a tiebreaker and then we obviously lost by one goal in the MLS Cup final after winning the Open Cup so imagine we had a really special team i don't think it gets talked about enough but uh, i'll say that's so a Preki, i got tony miola of course uh, one of the best to to ever do it i think single-handedly helped uh with miklas molnar win the 2000 mls cup and uh two world cups and what a special player special guy so tony Miola is probably number two is this like uh do i say this is like a because I think Peter Vermes would be in the conversation especially if you include his coaching and all the influence that I mentioned that he had before as 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 everybody knows he I think he's in there but if it's just playing playing only I don't know if he had enough of a stint
0: right Uh, yeah that's the hard part right there man as a player he was really good but I would uh, not necessarily put him in as the top five for that
2: right and then you have you know I mean Graham Zussi's got like what eight thousand appearances for Kansas City so (laughs) <laughs> you know, at, at every position. At every position. So what do you do? <laughs> what do you do with that? Ah, that's really tough. It's it's tough because I think when you think about Peter, when you think about Kleiner, when you think about Wolfie, or anybody else that's been named as a sporting legend, you start to throw in uh, all these other things that they've done. And Kerry Zavagnan would be another one. Mo Johnston. There you guess go. I there. Jimmy Nielsen. I carry. I th- I, th- I think Kerry could five. be. Carey's probably scraping five. I'm trying to think who three or four. I mean, you gotta, I mean, I think, I think, you know, Roger Espinosa. I mean, these guys played in World Cups, you know, and and Zussi and Beasler. Way too many qualifiers. I let it go off the rails. <laughs> my computer
3: exactly. restarted way too many qualifiers.
1: I need a five, four, three, two,
0: one. Quit being so damn
3: nice, Jimmy. Quit being so damn nice. And, and and it's a it's a
0: Kansas City best five, not guys who played in the World Cup best five.
2: I get that, but I think <laughs> a World Cup validates that you were playing at a right. high level when you were representing Kansas City. That's all. Right. That's not. I, get off my back.
1: I cannot <laughs> believe how poorly <laughs> timed that was, but uh, Jimmy, thank you very much.
2: I, yeah, I've just been in a big. I'm friends with everybody, so I just I'm gonna mash it all up. But I'll have Preki one and Tony twenty two, and then everybody else is tied for third. <laughs> Suck it, 20 haters. 20 Suck it, Cody. <laughs> I love you, Bob, and
1: okay. Well, Jimmy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank out, you, sir.
2: I appreciate you. Right. I can't wait to come back and see you guys in person.
1: Yes, next time are here, hopefully that'll be soon.
2: Taste the rainbow, everybody. skipper has just been sent off Some part of strong and all comes off My blood potting got me drinking My blood potting got me drinking My blood potting got me drinking Give me a beer of whiskey, wine or gin Anything to shake, that's what I'm in My blood potting got me drinking My blood potting Got me drinking. My fountain's got me drinking.